0: hello and welcome to the new episode of the sunny point investing podcast this is of course sunny and today is the start of the second half of 2020 I know very um weird year going on but we have ended on a high note as far as the stock markets go in the first half of 2020 so last time we did an episode the markets were down and I covered how I was approaching it how to not panic how to, Um, see the recovery in various sectors and how to position yourself. But now, the markets are up again, right? We're close to the highs. We're barely like a couple percentage from all-time highs. And we're seeing an opposite phenomenon, which is FOMO, the fear of missing out. And there's a lot of FOMO going on in terms of how we see different companies, which a lot of promise, but a little in track record, getting double or triple in select number of days, and that is what I want to talk about today. Now, here though, we're not talking about the typical FOMO in terms of stock price. It's not like a stock that you know nothing about. The company was twenty, now it's thirty. You're you're really fearful of missing out. You get in at thirty-five, and then it, in the hopes of getting to forty-five, right? That's the typical FOMO being talked about. We're talking more about knowing a business, the fear of missing out on knowing more about an opportunity. So I believe most of the listeners we have here are the fundamental investors who like to know what they're owning, right? So if they invest in something, they they want to know what the company is doing and how the company is doing and how the company might do better. And that's the reason why they're investing, right? So fear of missing out in this term means the fear of missing out in doing your research in time. The fear of missing out in developing your conviction in the right company in the right time. For example, a previous generation who may have not used um, Snapchat, maybe having a fear of missing out in actually knowing how big deal a Snapchat was to their kids. And now they, when they know it, they might be like, oh my God. They've been using it for three years. I should have realized this way before. Why did I not recognize the investing opportunity, right? So that is what I'm talking about. Now, I would like to break down three things that usually are examples of how I compartmentalize missing out on knowing about things, right? First is existence. I do not know the market exists. Second is competence. Competence. I do not know about the industry well enough to really say which player will win. And third is the extent. Like you kind of know who the winner might be, you kind of know the space exists and who the winner might be, but you don't really know the extent to which they will be successful and it was just too late by the time you recognized it. So I'm going to give you some examples. One, existence. So after seeing uh, DraftKings go from like 20 to 40 in a short amount of time as starting knowing more about the online gambling and betting market. I had heard in news a couple of years ago that it was legalized but I did not do enough homework to be aware that this is an investing opportunity. Of course, DraftKings recently became public and it wasn't public before but I wasn't aware of the existence of the opportunity at all. Second, competence. So cloud stocks are the name of the game they were since last some years but specifically after covid as the digital transformation has accelerated right so cloud stocks have seen a tremendous rise specifically the cloud cybersecurity stocks i say that because i have no idea technically to be pinpoint about doing my homework in terms of saying which company is better than the other So I know there are various companies in the sector, but I can't, and I know the space is growing. I know the space exists. I know the space is growing, but I can't pick a winner. So I have no edge in competence in time. So I see stocks like CrowdStrike, just year to date, it has gone from 50 to 107. Zscaler, just year to date, has gone from 47 to 110, more than doubled, year to date. But still, I don't have any idea on how to evaluate competence because I am not technically very, very close to what they do in being able to tell who has a higher competitive advantage or a moat around it. The third is extent. Like you know the company would probably win the space access, the space will grow, the company will grow, but you grossly underappreciate the extent to which it will grow. Example for me, Tesla. Well, I kind of knew the electric vehicle market was about grow and take place I, I don't think it's me it's a common knowledge i pretty much uh, was confident that tesla would be the leader but will it grow so much in market cap to surpass ExxonMobil so fast i don't i didn't think so and now tesla is above $1200 so the appreciation in which it has gone far to the extent of not only expanding the business and production and maintaining market share or improving it, but also the way, the extent to which investors will reward it. In which case, they're clearly seeing in futures far more than even I am being appreciating its future now, right? So maybe still I'm underappreciating the extent. But anyway, so these are three examples that I feel like we I miss out on companies or opportunities because a i'm not aware of its existence of the market b i'm unaware of the existence of um, enough information to say who will compete and win and third is even when i know those two things i'm unable to parlay the extent or predict and uh, participate in the extent to which it can go good right so these three things you may say you recognize in your own world as well but What am I here to say? What do I want to say about that? I want to say that that's okay. It's hard, hard, it's hard to see these stocks and companies go up every single day and not knowing enough about it to develop a conviction to buy them and just keeping them on the side and not participating in it. But I'm here to say it is okay and it is part of investing process and you should take a deep breath. Every investor has its own journey, just like every person has its own journey. You were not as smart when you were a 2-year-old or 15-year-old as you're today, or you're not as wise as you were back then. You're way more smarter and way more wiser because you have your own path, and not everyone is there at the same path at the same time at the same speed, right? Yes, there is a price to be late because you're seeing, like let's say you're seeing those stocks go up and you do enough for homework and after a couple months you realize you kind of know who the winner is, but now the price appreciation has already happened. Yes, there is a price to be late, but I'm also saying to take a pause and be okay with it. Many say Warren Buffett has not participated in tech stocks at all. And that's true, except IBM, where he made a loss, and Apple, he's making money. But that is more because he saw it as a consumer company, as a consumer staples company. He compared it to not really a tech company. He doesn't really know anything about the tech that is going on underneath it. I mean, he may know, but I'm just saying it doesn't look like it. He doesn't talk about it that way. And he did miss out on Google, on Facebook, on Amazon, and many, 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 many other things, including the cloud stocks. But he's still doing fine. Everyone not only has their own time of evolution, everyone has their own path. And there are not a hundred, not a thousand, a million ways to make money. And just because you're seeing something you don't understand go up, you can still be okay doing something else that you're doing totally fine with performance-wise. So with that, even if you're not doing as good as Buffett or even as good as Markets, I would still say... Take a pause, take a deep breath, and don't have that FOMO. Now, before we move forward, I want to say that I'm not saying this in a hippy, dippy, self-care way, although that helps, right? The, The part of doing investing is to make yourself feel good about the things you invest in, about the companies you believe in, about the trends you believe in, and, of course, the money you make. But the part of it is to feel good. But I'm not saying this purely in a self-care way that you should take care of yourself. But I'm also saying this because it's specifically good for your investment returns. Because what happens? What happens when you have this fear of missing out? You see CrowdStrike going up by $5 um, every day. You don't know enough about it, right? What do you do? Or a much less well-known company or something you know pretty much is... um, uh, hype stock or something like the specs that are going on. You don't really know what's going on. Everybody's talking about it. What if you don't take a pause and get okay with it? What happens? I believe you may give in. You may give in to doing your homework. One of the three things could happen, in my opinion. One, you may say that it's too late. By the time I will do my homework. And let me just do... For once, and just for a little time, this is not my strategy, but for once, let me just do what others are doing. Let me just believe what others are saying. I will do my homework later. Let me just get in and get out, write the momentum. This is one thing that may happen if you have FOMO, if you don't take a pause, if you're not okay with that deep breath. Second thing may happen is you may exaggerate your homework. For example, you see the stock go up every day, 5 bucks, 5% you may read one or two articles and you might go all in. So you may do too little homework, but you may go all in because you're like, okay, I did my homework, it's going up, it's good, I believe in it, go, let's go with it. I don't have enough time to do homework to lose out on 5% every day, right? That's the second thing that may happen. Third thing is you may make substantial change of your portfolio constitution. So you may think, do a little homework, Be more excited than you should be and you may start a 10% position whereas if you did your homework enough, it may not deserve more than 2% position, right? And more than self-care, which is important, I want you to take a breath and not have the fear of missing out due to these three things. You may do to yourself, which is nothing but harm. You may make some money in short term, but the fact that you may change your strategy forever because... The psyche of making money out of doing things that were not your norm becomes a new norm. And that is not healthy. So I don't want you to do three things. I don't want you to go in to ride the momentum. Believe what others are doing because that makes money. Exaggerate by doing a little homework in absence of time or make substantial changes of your portfolio. So what should be done? What should you do? Here's my advice. Again, let's go with three steps. Step one as we said before, be okay with it, right? There's a million ways investors make money. How Buffett has made money, how Carl Icahn has made money, so very different. How George Soros made money, how Bill Gates made money, how Bezos made money, very, very different. You don't always have to be in the hottest stocks out there or the stocks that are doing good fundamentally or making new highs every day. Another thing that goes in this line is Charlie Munger, one of my heroes. He said about loss making companies, ones that were going up in price every single day. I think he said this in 2000s because of the but I'm not really sure exactly when, but this is what he said. His basic concept was that you should give enough time for a business that is a fledgling to become a real business. And if it is a real business model, if there is enough actual business opportunity you'll still have time to make most of the money so for example a company is unproven and the stock price is two dollars it goes up to four six eight ten twelve fourteen sixteen eighteen and twenty and by that time they start making money they start proving they can operate profitably by that time the target market the TAM becomes more believable and you can understand why and how the company can exist and makes its moat. And over time, it goes from 20 to two hundred, and ten years later. So what Munger was saying is there is no reason to panic and have the FOMO when the stock is going from 2 to 4 to 5 to 6. If this is actually a real business, if it's going to go from 2 to 200, you will have enough time to get in at 20 when you have much more confidence in that being right. And I back this up with one more point to add. If you probably got in at 3 or 4 at 5 or 6, you would only have a very small position because you're not that certain of what you're buying into, right? Let's say I start a 1% position and I leave it there to write up to 200. Versus when it's at 20, I have way more confidence in that business and I put in, let's say, 5% of my portfolio and let it write till 200. So even though you may not make 100x return from 2 to 200, you'll make 10x return from 20 to 200, still a pretty decent return, right? And on a higher percentage of portfolio, so hopefully more gross dollars. So it's okay to take time and watch it, but also keep studying it. Keep studying it because otherwise at 20, you would not realize if you were not doing your homework that it is a real opportunity now. That brings us to our second Actually, do your homework is a third point. Let me bring in a second one. So first one, my advice is be okay with it. And third one is keep doing your homework. But I'll add a second in between, which is start a position. Start a position and then start doing your homework. Of course, don't start a position in every stock you hear about, right? But in some select high conviction ones, let's say there are 20 stocks you have FOMO about list them down. Now pick top five that you do know something about. You do kind of have an inkling and it's just that you're preventing, what is preventing you from going in it is you don't know enough. Start position in those three or five just to start a position. One stock will do or if it's a higher price stock, 50 bucks will do. Just start a position. What happens is you may have list of stocks you want to do homework in but you never get around, you never get time. But once, believe me, once you have your money in, your acceleration in your speed of doing homework is phenomenal. Once you have money online, on the line, you are to do your homework much faster than not in most probability. That's at least what I think. So step 3, do your homework. Once your money is in, you'll be more inclined to do your homework and adjust your position from there. It is totally okay to start a position and get rid of it totally when you do your homework, which should be more often than not. You start five positions, you start doing your homework, and over time, you pick a winner, you sell the list of the four. Just last week, there's a new IPO called Agora. The ticker symbol, ah, (laughs) the ticker symbol is API. Well, it opened, um, it doubled and opened at 40, 45, and it was trading at 54, 55. I bought the stock, did the homework the same day and realized pretty soon that it has about five plus billion dollar in valuation. And last year, it just did $64 million in revenues. It's a very high growth company. What it does, it it provides what it says, real-time engagement, platform as a service which can be great which sounds great so it provides the capability to do to provide developers the capability to add in their app the option to add real-time video chat or audio chat call that is and texting so that every app that for example has to have um, an engagement within the app to build they don't need to build from scratch they can just take from this company. Anyway, much longer than I thought I would speak about it, but I can go into more detail, but that's maybe a separate episode. But anyway, I realized that the opportunity is great, but I have, uh, but A, I don't have enough idea to say that it was so great. What's the competition like? And second, I don't usually invest in companies that have 20, 30, 40 times price to sales multiples. It's just not my type of investing. And I shouldn't have to change my type of investing. And that's why I exited the same day. And that's fine. I don't think I'm a trader. It's still You're still an investor. You just got some money on the line. Then you had to do your homework because you don't want to lose the money you just in, uh, invested. And then if you don't find it's your type, you just ex- um, exit. And that's okay. And that should be happening more often than not because you may not stick with everything you speculate in. Otherwise, your portfolio might be full of speculation. So these are the three steps I would say you should be doing. Take a deep breath. Don't have FOMO because the three things you may do wrong. What else should you do? Do these three things. Be okay with it. Number one, start a position. Number two, in select positions. And then do your homework. Number three, and adjust accordingly. I'll leave you with a couple examples of positions that I'm starting, which fall under these categories. One, the extent. And two, of a new area. So first example is the extent in which I did not previously recognize the extent of how big the company might be or the opportunity might be. And then I started a position doing more homework and now I'm okay with it. The example is Spotify. So I have long believed that podcast is such an underappreciated uh, medium. (laughs) It's also a museum, believe me. It is, if you look at how the types of podcasts that exist out there. But it is also an underappreciated medium. Um, it is easy to get out there, but it is not easy to monetize. It is not easy to find viewers, listeners, or just like it is on YouTube. It is, not, it is easy on YouTube, but it is not in the podcasting platform. So there exist a lot of ways you can make a business opportunity out of it. You can pick random audio files from something like SoundCloud and make a YouTube out of podcasts. That is what Spotify is doing and trying to do. You could also make it exclusive and make people want to subscribe to kind of view everything, which is against what I believe is a consumer, or as a customer. But there is an opportunity. There is an opportunity that exists. And Spotify said it was going to do that a year back, but in the last some months, Execution-wise, they have made all the right moves. They signed up um, Joe Rogan. His entire library of full podcast videos, Wodcast, as I call it, video podcast, will go on Spotify, so you have to go there, right? If you want to watch it. They signed a deal for DC Comics. Again, I'm trying not to go into very much detail in anyone because I'm just giving this an example. And they start, um, signed Kim Kardashian and many other things. They bought Anchor, the platform that I use actually for doing these podcasts. So they're going to become an all, all um, one shop, one umbrella, all stop shop for everything podcasting. And that industry at least could be a hundred billion dollar industry if you combine all the radio and if this is done well. But anyway, so I believed in it, but not aware of, wasn't aware of how much extent this opportunity is going to go because I did not know if any company would make that effort or go in that direction, take that strategically that seriously. But now I do. So I started in a position in Spotify and the price has gone up. So I started my position in 180s. It is now in 260, 260s, but um, I've kept it at 1% position as of now of my portfolio. And The more I do my homework, the more I see the company evolve, I may change my position accordingly. The second one, uh, but just before we go to the second one, it helps definitely to do my homework more when I started the position in Spotify and I kept doing my homework in that way also. Self-care-wise, I also felt good that I already had a position even though it wasn't a full position, right? Second one is an example of a new area that I was not aware of. And the more i'm getting to know the more i'm believing that that has a tremendous potential so the industry is online gaming and betting sorry uh, instead of online gaming what i meant is online casinos and betting so betting on anything you can think of sports betting primarily in the way it exists now but they also say it will be on esports and uh, eventually So another thought that I always had was it would be so cool to bet on everything in the world, right? So what would elections be? What would weather forecast be? What would traffic be? But I'd never thought, well, I sometimes thought I should start something like that. But it would be cool if a big company already had done that just to be a participant. But I never knew who will come along. And I'm not saying I have an answer for who it is, but I believe somebody like DraftKings could be it or FanDuel could be it. Because they're going in that direction. They will eventually, I believe, get there or evolve there faster than most other people. But so this is a new area, right? That I'm getting to know more about. They just Supreme Court just legalized sports betting in US in twenty eighteen and now every state has to go through their legislation and approve it. So right now very few states have done that. But that's that's fine. That's just ensures that there is a long trajectory in time and will have enough time for all the players to mature and know how to go market by market. And that's fine. So I see the appreciation of the industry, of the market, of the opportunity. But I don't quite have the stronghold of saying how good competitive position of different players are. So here's what I did. I decided that I want to bet 1% of my uh, portfolio on this, right? Speculative bet, which is online sports betting and other kinds of betting and casinos or casinos, as they say. But I'm not sure who the winner might be as yet. And I'm doing my homework. So I started a 1% position and divided it equally into three companies. As we know, the biggest companies are DraftKings and FanDuel, but FanDuel is not public yet. So one company is drafting. Second is Penn National, which is taking a different approach, which has Omnichannel. It has um, physical places and it has participated uh, or has a participation partnership with Barstools. So they have active sports content. You can onlo- also have an app. They're about to um, release an app, but also They have physical locations like Dave Buster's-ish. So you can go and see sports there with your friends when things get back to normal after COVID, of course. But you can also use that as a way of one experience. You can bet on your app. You can go see there, right? It's a different business model, less um, profitable in terms of gross margins than DraftKings, I would say, eventually. But... It's a different way to think about it, right? Like, How would people do that? Would they do it from their home, from their phone, from their um, physical place of gathering or a mix of it, probably a mix of it? So they're taking a different approach. And then the third company is GAN, G-A-N, GAN International, which, or GAN Inc. Uh, what they're doing is that they're developing themselves as a preferred choice for having a software system which enables a physical casino casino, to go online so for example if mgm tomorrow wants to come up with their own online mgm an app that does most of the things virtually we'll see how the tick up is um but if they wanted to do that they do not need to go from scratch they do not need to build it from grounds up they can, in most parts, get the infrastructure set up with GAN, the proprietary infrastructure, and then add their own customizations on top of it. So if you think that eventually every casino will go and have an online version of itself, which you can also come in, but you can also do the app, well, GAN will help them. So I divided my 1% in these three companies, DraftKings, Penn International, oh, sorry, (laughs) GAN International and PEN. So the ticker symbols are D-K-N-G for DraftKings, G-A-N for GAN, and P-E-N-N for PEN. And the more I will do my homework, the more I will know um, which company deserves a bigger position. Maybe I exit out of the two and just keep one or keep all three if I believe all three are good. And along the time... As I go, it may help in expanding this 1% position to a bigger position because I would know more about the industry, more about the speech of legislation, more about individual managements, their execution, which management is expanding their addressable market faster and competing better and so on and so forth. And this is how I think you should approach it. So, whenever you feel that there are 20 stocks you're missing out on, take a deep breath. Be okay with it, select three or five out of the 20 positions you want to start, um, you're most passionate about doing research in, or you know something about, start a position, and do your homework and adjust accordingly. And I gave you some examples of Spotify, Spotify, DraftKings, Pen, and GAN. And this is what I believe you should be doing. Make a list, select, start a position, Given fractional investing, it's easy, really easy to start a position with as little as five bucks, ten bucks, and start doing your research. Be okay with having a start of positions, and it's just with doing your homework. But, don't rush in, don't throw in the towel, don't follow the deviation, follow the process. Always know what you own, and FOMO should not equal... To following somebody else's analysis or exaggerating your own analysis of reading one article or it should not equal making any substantial changes so do your homework and accordingly change your position by the conviction you get in that opportunity so that's it hope this was helpful and um one of those long form on one topic kind of podcast this one but i hope you're doing good and if you have any questions with terms of your investments that you've made or any opportunities you're looking at um, definitely reach out to me in any social media that you look at and if you liked it share this podcast with your friends because we don't do any ads yet (laughs) Um, we as in me i don't do any ads so it's all listener supported so definitely reach out with any questions and share this episode if you found it useful stay investing stay put thank you